welcome to episode 120 of FTS Folks Talking Sports. I am, of course, KG Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Ball Review. And with me is my man, Willie Gibson. How are you, my man? What's good, sir? How are you? Happy New Year. Happy 2024 to you as well. Will, I'm happy, man. You're happy? I'm happy. Okay. Win number three, man. Win number Ooh. three happened last night, man. Win number three. All right, I do not know where it's coming from, uh -huh. but it happened last night. Thank you to the Toronto Raptors for making a trade with the Knicks early Saturday morning to <laughs> deplete their roster just enough yeah. for the Pistons to hold on and get the win to snap that 28-game losing streak. And Tony M., if you're watching, any Rocket fans watching right now, don't worry. There will be a Rocket show in about four hours, probably about 9 o'clock Central Time. And I'm going to be talking to y'all about my team going on a two-game winning streak after they win tomorrow in Houston, defeating the Rockets. I was but about I, to say, I'm about to be messy. Where's number four coming? Because I knew, yeah. that, I knew that. When number four is coming tomorrow <laughs> in Ace Town, we'll see how the magic number will, apparently. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. The magic number for the Rockets is if an opponent scores 120 or more this season, the Rockets are 0-10. Mm. <laughs> so... If by some chance Detroit scores 120 or more, that's another win for, for Detroit. Wow. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But anyway, All right. Mr. Gibson. Yes, sir. I am not a, I have not been a, a big fan of college bowl games for a long, long time. Yep. And one reason is how many is it now? How many games is it now? How many bowl uh, games? 41. So Division One, college football. Oh, and by the way, thank you for watching us on YouTube and both Talk Sports on Twitter as well as my personal Facebook page. I must do a better job of this. But yes, if you're watching us on Musk, yes, it is Musk. I need to put that in, put that in there, Musk. But it's Folks Talk Sports right there. But you said 41 bowl games, 41, 42, 43, yep. whatever it is. So Division One college football yep. is the only Division one sport where at least 40 teams can claim they won the last game yep. of the season. Yep. That to me, that's that screams basically participation trophies. <laughs> I mean, you got 40 teams, you won the last game. Oh, okay. So all mm -hmm. these bowl games about Oh, the kids should play, or especially the kids who are who are getting ready for the NFL draft. Or oh, how dare they not play? How dare they sit out? Or oh, shame on them! And NIL is ruining college football. And and old head, I, I I saw it. Didn't I hear him say it? But I saw it. Doug Gottlieb said it something along those lines. This is ruining college football. Y'all wanted this. This is what you get with NIL. You wanted the athlete empowerment. This is what you get. Well, Whatever, a couple man. things. Couple things, couple things. Players were opting out prior to NIL, number one. Number one, yes. So don't blame NIL because players opted out. NIL's been around what, two years, three years. Yeah. And players were, have been opting out at least the last seven, eight years, mm -hmm. minimal. So don't blame NIL. It's just convenient. It's convenient. Hey, the players are empowered now. So that's why we're not getting what we want. No, it's no, no. Um, but as far as opt outs, you know, we've dealt with that here 
in old Columbus town. And, you know, if you give me an opportunity, I'll, I'll discuss that later. But uh, so people aren't too happy with uh, some players uh, that set out Friday on, versus uh, Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, they shouldn't even be allowed to be on the trip. They shouldn't be allowed on the sideline. They're on the sideline wearing their jersey, but they're wearing jewelry. And, you know, this so-and-so's team would have never done this. And it's like, come on. I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And, you know, they they were there to support their team. You know, I, I, I have a opposing viewpoint. You know, they you know they supported their guys. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were there all week. No, they didn't practice. But they were there coaching up the youngsters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to each his own, I suppose. Did Marvin play? Marvin did not play. So you were correct. Yeah. And no surprise, you missed it last Sunday on episode 119 of FTS. You yeah. surmised that he would not play. I'm talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Has not officially announced he's going to the draft. However, it's a foregone conclusion at this point. Um, he has till January 15th to announce. And that's always been a pet peeve of mine as well. Why does he have to announce? By rule, all he has to do is send a letter to the NFL, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, indicating his desire to be included in the 2024 draft eligible player pool. So, for all this announcement, and he hasn't he hasn't announced yet, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. And I look for the day that a player doesn't announce, and that when the list is released, their name just shows up on the list. Yeah, I would love that, but because I that used to be the case for. For the NBA draft, yep. players didn't have to announce. You just wait for the list to come out, and there they were. So and so announced for the draft. What? When did you do that? Well, there's right. a list. What? Right. Oh yeah. But a call our back from the athletic, and I'm not taking a shot at her. Okay. She loves college football. She loves bowl games. Mm-hmm. You know, college football is her. You know, pays her salary covering sure. it. Sure. Sure. She she wrote an article today about ways to improve the bowl games and all, all those things. Which right there, let me be, be clear, Ace Town's finest. Thank you for chiming in. And of course, if you just missed it, there will be a rocket show later on, about four hours, nine o'clock central, talking about the Rockets. And there's soon to be four straight losses at home when they lose to Detroit on Monday night. But <clears throat> I kid, I kid, I kid. Not really. No, but uh, you're no, you're not. But I'm just digging in with them because we're gonna have fun tonight on that show. Yeah. But Nicole, five things she said: more silliness for the bowls. More what is it? Silliness. Uh-huh. More silliness. If we've learned anything from the first ever Pop Tart Bowl, it's that people have an insatiable desire to watch a goofy-looking mascot dance around the field. Yeah. But she's right with this point. That game averaged 4.3 million viewers on ESPN. Who were the, who who were the teams today? K State was playing somebody. I couldn't even tell you. This K State and somebody else. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. Don't ask me about bowl matchups. I couldn't tell you. But number two, allow bowls. I like this one. Allow bowls to directly pay players to pay to play. Okay. 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 Number three, abandon conference affiliations so bowls can set up matchups that make the most sense. Mm-hmm. Number four, 
get rid of the early signing period. Oh. Ew. Thoughts on that one? Ew. For what? How does that? How does that? What does that have to do with the bowl? Her rationale is: you can't move the transfer portal window back because athletes need to be able to enroll in the new schools at the start of the semester in January. The CFP is expanding, so December will be even busier next year. The only realistic option of what can move is the early signing period. Move back to February, like like it used to be. Well, there's still a signing period in February. Just well, the just early saying, signing period in December. She yeah. just yeah, sent, get rid of yeah. the early one. Mm, I don't know. And then last one: reframe the way we talk about college football and the way we celebrate the sport in the twelve-team CFP era. We need to stop framing everything as national championship or bust. Oh, that's not gonna happen. It's not going to happen. Ole Miss just won 11 games for the first time in program history. And we and we should take time to celebrate these achievements and not ignore teams as soon as they lose a game or two and fall out of CFP contention. Well, what is it? What's the phrase for those who participate or those who celebrate? Those, those who celebrate can do so can absolutely do that but don't say it has to be a blanket across the board for everyone else i mean those that want to celebrate Ole Miss within 11 games for for the first time in program history please do so and she writes this needs to be a collective effort from pundits to fans to coaches and administrators so wait a minute she has the platform to do so did she celebrate Ole Miss winning 11 games for the first time in program history she might have. I know she loves college football. I mean, again, yeah. I'm taking. I'm, I'm not taking a shot either. But yeah. no, I mean, you have the platform. But where is here? We go. This part here toward the end of our article. We can. We don't need to worry about the feelings of bowl and TV execs. We can and should enjoy what non CFP bowl games have become, exhibitions, for what they are. Because we won't have college football for eight months. Again, I think this. I think college football. Who did I hear say this? I don't know. I'm trying to think. But outside of the CFP, college football is a niche sport. It's regionalized. It's Midwest. It's out. It's West. It's East. It's South. So. The CFP is the only thing that brings everyone together collectively in college football. Mm-hmm. Everything else is regionalized. So that, that's what's being lost with the realignment taking place. Right. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> so I don't know, man. I mean, I, I appreciate her, her 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 opinion, and that's fine. I, I disagree with some of those, but yeah, to say, you know. For those that choose to celebrate Old Miss, or for that matter, um, whomever else, I mean, let's you talk about the bowl game. What was it? James Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went to the military bowl, I believe. Their coach had already left for Indiana. He got a better job. Mm-hmm. So, based on that, the quarterback entered the portal. Based on that, a 
few other players entered the portal. So now should we tell that coach he shouldn't take that job until after he coaches his team in the bowl game? Well, you know, it's exhibitions. And and this all stems from I don't know the final score, mm -hmm. okay? I know Georgia smacked what was oh. left of Florida State around. 63-3. to 63-3. Mm -hmm. And notice what I said, what was left yeah. of Florida State because they had players transfer, players entered, put their name in the draft. And after they got, in their eyes, snubbed, they didn't care. <laughs> to, to that point, to that point, Florida State and Georgia both had the same number of players missing, 27. See? Georgia had 27 players missing as well. But Georgia cared about it way exactly. more than Florida State did. Exactly. And so it's, it's not because they were missing players. They just didn't care. Right. Yeah. Which I think is another issue. There's too many damn bowls. 43 like, bowls. Will, how many bowl games were there? 20 years ago. Hmm. Uh, it's a great question. Maybe, I don't know, 20, 25? But, but the ones that we care about, you know, way back when, Rose Bowl, yep. Cotton Bowl, Sugar Bowl. Yep. And then you've, you've had offshoots per, pop up since then. Excuse me one second, Chris. I think my, yep. I'm having an issue real quick. One second. Let me see what this is from H-Town's finest. Yes, sir. All right. I have a question for the panel. What is the difference between the BCS versus the current format now? To me, it seems that no matter what format the NCAA uses, computers or people, the fans won't be happy. Uh, what well, the the uh, committee, the football committee, supposedly goes through their criteria, similar to what the basketball committee does in terms of uh, beyond the eye test. They go through numbers and they crunch numbers and they try to put together the top four teams for the CFP Invitational because that's what it is—an Invitational. You know, you got four spots for the Invitational but f used to be five power conferences. So somebody's going to be left out regardless based on when, how this whole process was created and established and that people swallowed thinking this was going to be great from its inception. I mean, it wasn't even designed to be that way from its inception. And I've harped on that for years. I stopped really following college football, division one football long, long time ago, way back when, the CFP Invitational allowed LSU, either LSU or Alabama, whatever one, that did not win their own division of the conference championship, the conference, did not, did not win their division of their conference to be one of the four teams in the Invitational. And they spun it and sold that as, oh, we never said you had to win your division, one of your conference. Just have to be one of the four best teams in the country, in our opinion. Okay, that makes sense then. Sounds good. Let me spend my money. How much money you want me? Come on, folks. Come on. It's college football, Division One college football. They just steal money left and right. That's just what it is. 
it's it's the number two most popular sport in America behind pro the NFL football. People eat, live, die, sleep football. They have a monopoly on the ratings. Salute to them. They they have found a way to tap in to make people believe that they cannot live without football. That they cannot live without seeing the Pop-Tart Bowl. Between K-State and K-State may have been, I don't know, the fourth ranked team in the Big 12 this year. I don't know, fourth, fifth, whatever. And whoever they played in the Pop-Tart Bowl, millions of folks watched the Pop-Tart Bowl between two teams that were not the best in their respective conference. But, hey, it's college football. They have an edible mascot. Let's watch this game. I stopped living my life like that years ago. And clearly I'm in a minority because, like I said, millions of folks love football, love watching these bowl games, love watching games where players, the best players don't play anymore and and all this. Y'all do you. You keep doing you, and I'll keep talking about it here on FTS and other shows. But college football is a popularity contest. It's more of the eye test. And as Coach Prime said himself, when Stephen A. Smith brought it up, to further Ace Town's finest point, Stephen A. said, days after the committee picked, did not pick Florida State as one of the four teams to participate in this year's Invitational, Stephen A. said, now you know if Coach Prime were head coach at Florida State, the committee would have picked Florida State because of Coach Prime and the eyeballs he would generate the ratings. So what does that say right there? And Coach Prime echoed it. Oh, you know. Come on now. You know. Seriously. Based on the coach. Nobody questioned that. Nobody questioned that. Oh, he's wrong. He's wrong. Because they know it's true. It is just a popularity contest. And again, Division I college football is the only Division I sport, Division sport in college, where at least 40 teams can say they won their last game of the season. 40. It's not college basketball where you have one champion, one team win six games to be champion. Men's and women's college basketball. Soccer, on and on. They have a national tournament, hockey, volleyball. But college football. Division one, because they're on the lower levels, actually have playoffs and it's successful. Quite as it's kept, it's successful, the playoffs. But Division one college football, hey, the fans and the sponsors are going to eat this stuff up, man. Let's get 41, 42, 43, 44 bowl games. Let's have matchups between six and six teams, five and seven teams. Oh, yeah, this is great. 
and 40 teams can say, we won our last game of the season. Why are so many people good with that? And why do you have, have you allowed yourself to be okay with that? 40, no, no other sport in college does that. NFL, playoffs, it's a playoffs. Super Bowl champion, one team wins their last game played of the season. But Division One college football, hey, we won the Pop-Tart Bowl. They won the Armed Forces Bowl. They won the Birmingham Bowl. They won the Independence Bowl. They won the Rose Bowl. They won the, the Sugar Bowl, the Citrus Bowl, the Toe Jam Bowl, on and on and on. And yet, y'all, y'all are good with that. And people spend money on this over and over. Why? Why do you do that? Why? Why have you allowed yourself to be conned into thinking that was good for college football? Where was it written that the non-champions of a conference get to participate in a participation trophy to end their season to win one more game? And once again, if you're chiming in, this is episode 120 of Folks Talking Sports. I am KG Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Bar Review. My co-host Willie Gibson had to take care of something. Something popped up. So hopefully he'll be able to join me um, momentarily. He had to take that call. So I don't know. It's an emergency. So hopefully he'll be able to join me back shortly for this edition of FTS Folks Talking Sports. Streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Folks Talk Sports on Musk. Right there on Musk, right there. Folks talk sports. But Ace Town's finest, Tony M. Tony M, where are you, my man? You're you're one of my rocks of viewers on these live stream shows available on the Houston Round Bar View YouTube channel. Rocket fans, join me in a few hours. Gonna talk about the Rockets and their three-game losing streak. All three games are have happened at home to the lost three straight at home. Defense is taking a step back. Dylan Brooks, Jabari Smith will be out for Monday's game against Detroit. Monday's game against Detroit will be a theme night for the Thompson Twins, our men in Austin Thompson. Bobblehead night. Put it out there. They can still have that slide. Rockets will give away to the first 5,000 fans in attendance. Bobblehead right there. So I don't know if it's going to look like that, but if it'll be a solid base for both twins, I'm not sure. But first thousand, first 5,000 fans in attendance for Monday's game will receive a bobblehead featuring Amin and Oscar Thompson. So very cool right there. I hope, I hope, so I knock on some wood somewhere around me, I don't know, that they will set a handful aside for the media so I can get one of those as well because it looks pretty cool. So, hey. And of course, you know me, you follow Houston Ron Bar Review on all these platforms. I'm a Detroit 
Pistons fan, been one for 36 years. Wow, no, 30, no, no, 37 years. They won one in a row. They snapped their losing streak at 28. So it's all good neighborhood. So I did not catch. What did the coach say today? I've been in college basketball mode from yesterday's long day over at UH men's and women's basketball. Great women lost uh, 79-71 in their first Big 12 game against Texas Tech. Post-game comments from Coach Hugh and Coach Gerlich from Tech. So what do you have to say? I haven't heard from uh, colleagues Eco or Spo or Fagan about it. But the defense is taking a step back for the Rockets. We'll talk more about it later on on the Less Talk Houston Rockets edition of the show. But the defense is taking a step back. I mean, Fred Van Vliet said after Friday's loss to Philly, the offense wasn't a problem. The Rockets can score. They can't get stops. They're not getting stops. Now, if the Rockets' the defense has problems Monday night against Detroit, Detroit, that's a red flag. Okay? Cade Cunningham, he's getting better offensively. Trying to be more consistent on offense. Still kind of turnover prone. Last Yesterday was better. But if the Rockets give up a lot of points to Detroit, oh, that, mm -hmm, that's, we're going to talk about that for sure. Well, what do you say about this? You said we should not be pleased with our 15 and 15 record. They've lost three straight. And they're not playing good ball anymore. And Coach Udoka, when he was hired, his sister said it as well when I spoke to her in an interview in the summer. They expect to make the playoffs this year. Surprised me and a lot of folks, outsiders mainly. And they're not playing playoff caliber ball right now. Injuries notwithstanding. And 131 to Philly. That's 131 to Philly without Joel Embiid. 131 to Philly without Joel Embiid. And the early minutes of the fourth quarter, they had, a, what, a 97, 99, 90 lead. They were up 7 or 9 early in the fourth quarter. Tyrese Maxey was on the bench. Getting a rest, and Philly took a lead with Maxi on the bench because the Rockets could not get stops. That's a problem. Post the link. If yeah, post the link. I can see if I can pull it up. If not, I, I'll work on it um, later on for tonight's edition of Let's Talk Houston Rockets. It's more appropriate there, and based on. Will taking longer to take care of his issue. I'll cut this edition of the show short so we can focus on him. And I'll have to reach out to him, see if everything is okay with him. And we'll just talk about Rockets in more detail in a few hours on Let's Talk Houston Rockets. But back to my original point. College football fans. 
stop. Be a football fan if you want to. But why have you allowed yourselves to accept that it's okay for Division I college football to have 40 of its member schools in the season with the win? Forty, if not more, it might be 41, 42, 43. All these extra bowl games, they're just money grabs. That's all they are. And I know the coaches, I've covered coaches a long time. They will tell you it's good to get these practices in for the bowl game to help the team get ready for the following season. That's coach speak. These are money grabs. These are sponsorship opportunities. These bowl games for the boosters and all the well-to-do folks. These bowl games. 40? If they're not involving conference championship, conference champions, they don't mean crap. They never did mean crap. But now the NCAA, well, college football is really, the CFP for sure is separate from the NCAA. But what what is the point of seeing a five and seventeen face a six and sixteen or two six and sixteen square off? Who cares? Why is it a big deal? It's a win-win for the money, folks. That's <laughs> who so it's a win-win for. But if you lose that bowl game, you forget you even played in it. You know what the press release will be for the up following season? They'll focus on the regular season record. Won't even acknowledge a bowl. But if you win it, like the head coach who's no longer at Houston, the former head coach at Houston, hey, I'm I'm only coach in Houston history to win two straight bowl games and 20 wins back to back, you know, total in two seasons. Birmingham Bowl and the Independence Bowl. And he he hung his hat on that. Winning the Birmingham Bowl and the Independence Bowl. whoop the damn do And UH marketed that like it was some major accomplishment. That's how, that's how low the bar had fallen. Think about that. That's what these six and six bowl games present and allow teams to do we want to reward our players a bowl opportunity to, to go to another city go all on and on they were five and seven they were six and six so we we are awarding mediocrity or if you're five and seven we are, are awarding less than mediocrity and what our fans and alums and boosters to spend money to travel to said bowl. Anyhow, gonna cut this one short. Ace Tom's finest. I'll look for uh, Coach Udoka's Udoka's comments. But Rocket fans, nine o'clock central, maybe eight thirty. Get ready, because I'm gonna be. I'm in a good mood now, I mean, because 
the Pistons have, have won a game. They won three now. They're not on a losing streak. I don't think they're going to win tomorrow against the Rockets. And I'm almost like, they better not beat the Rockets tomorrow. But boy, if they do. Man, <laughs> boy, if they do. That'll be good from a Piston point of view. But from a Rocket perspective, ooh. Because the rest of the Rockets games this week, Brooklyn, Minnesota, and Milwaukee. Man. Brooklyn can score points. Minnesota and Milwaukee are very good. Dare I say, like I said, I, I am not. The fan in me would pick Detroit to win Monday. But the objective media person, the Rockets will win Monday night over the Pistons. But my goodness, if the Rockets lose Monday to Detroit, Brooklyn, and then, what is it, Minnesota and the Bucks on back-to-back? Whoo! Boy, that, this seven-game homestand could be a disaster. So, yeah, I can see why Coach Udoka will be upset. The team being at 500 now. Yeah, that, that's a problem. But we'll talk about it. Doc Gaville, thank you for chiming in, Doc. You know how we, how I, I feel about college bowls and, and all the excess <laughs> college bowls and, and all that. But Dr. Cavill is, is the dean of HBCU sports and part of the original, one of the original, one of the OGs for podcasting, one of the trio, the KG, Fifth World Wildcat, and Doc podcast from a few years ago. He, Doc, and the Fifth World Wildcat, Jerry Lee, Woodley Jr. We started that a few years ago and it's grown into this platform for me and Doc's own platform with inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Catch that on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm a part of that. Proud of it. I started tonight's show of FTS a little bit late because I was watching episode two of Why Not Us Howard Golf Team on ESPN because of the great thing Steph Curry is is doing has done with Howard Golf. So I was proud of that. So I'm all all about the excellence for us to shine through and I want all of us to eat and be successful. But wrapping it up on this edition of FTS episode 120. Y'all know I'm not shy to give my opinions on my platforms because that's why I got the platforms for to give my opinion. I'm gonna talk about the Cougs women's team and I spoke with a Hall of Famer yesterday at the Cougs game. She was there. Talked to her about the state of Houston Cougars women's basketball. But that's for another time. Join me later on tonight on the Houston Round Bar View YouTube channel for the next edition of Let's Talk Houston Rockets. Subscribe to this channel. Hit that bell. Click on it so you can receive notifications of when the shows will be posted. I enjoy Thank you for your comments and Doc. Kissy Cat, Ace Town's Finest, Rocket fans, see you in a few hours. Tell your friends about the Houston Round Bar Review. 2024, it's making a great year. Everybody take care. Until later on tonight, I'll take care. Peace.